Listen up, assholes. It's a dirty, dirty world out there. And I'm not talking about assholes. I'm talking about germs. Yeah, COVID, bacteria, jizz. And jizz is the new germs. Look, let's face it. We don't want to touch anything these days. It's gross. So be sure to use Jizz Off hand sanitizer. Because one spray wipes the germs away. Jizz Off hand sanitizer is made up of 75% alcohol. But unlike the others, Jizz Off doesn't dry out your hands. 300 sprays per bottle, made in the USA, and created by two women. That's right, ladies, keeping it classy and clean. So do yourself and your family a favor and protect them with sanitizer, masks, and wipes at jizzoffproducts.com. And be sure to use the code AHOLEPODCAST. Jizz is the new germs, so go to jizzoffproducts.com. That's J-I-Z-Z-O-F-F products.com and use that code AHOLE PODCAST. Don't get caught with jizz on your hands. It's embarrassing. Guys, we've all been in this situation. Last minute booty call, romantic evening with the wife, you got a manscape. You rush to grab that crappy razor. Ouch! Your weekend is ruined. That's why you need Smooth My Balls. Smooth My Balls is the next level grooming for the next level man. Introducing the Turf Chopper 2.0. The Turf Chopper has a premium alloy blade that glides seamlessly over those bad boys. And by boys, I mean balls. Never nip your sack again. It's also water resistant and easy USB charging. So you can plug it into your computer and multitask while tending to those testes. Order now at smoothmyballs.com and use the special code AHOLE PODCAST at checkout. Guys, don't keep the ladies waiting. Smoothmyballs.com and use that code AHOLE PODCAST. Hey, assholes, it's the big asshole, Doug Bass. I just want to take this time to thank everyone for listening to I'm an Asshole and subscribing to our podcast. If you love the show, do me a favor, tell two friends, and maybe they'll tell two friends. We're just trying to get the subscription numbers up and the downloads up, so I really appreciate everyone checking out the show. And don't forget to follow us on social media, at A-Hole Podcast. And if you want to watch the videos of the show, we got full videos on the YouTube channel, at A-Hole Podcast, or at Doug Bass Comedy. Do me a favor, subscribe to that too. Oh, guys, we got more assholes coming. Here's another episode. Thanks. What an asshole! Podcasting from Basshole Studios in Hollywood, California. California. You're listening to I'm an Asshole with Doug Bass. We've all been one, so let's talk about it. Now, here's your host, Doug Bass. He's an asshole, sir. He's an asshole. Hey, everyone. Welcome to I'm an Asshole. My name's Doug Bass. Thanks for joining the podcast today. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast fixed. Don't forget the YouTube channel is at Doug Bass Comedy. Uh, you can watch the videos of the shows on that site right there. Uh, check out the Instagram, uh, Asshole Podcast, and at Doug Bass Comedy. And I got a link tree up there that you can click and find out all the good stuff. You can uh, buy us a beer or coffee here if you want to support the show. You can uh, download and subscribe to the podcast. You can just uh, send me a message if you want. Whatever you want to do, just click it and do something with it. Uh, we got a great show today. Our guest today is comedian summer austin she is in the studio hey summer how are you hey, oh i'm great i'm 
I love the name Basshole Studios, by the way. <laughs> this is it. Delights me to no end. I yeah, love it. No, this is great. Yeah, this is good. I was like, yeah, what do I call this place? I guess Basshole Studios because the show is asshole. So I guess that makes <laughs> sense. Great. Um, yeah, how are you? I'm doing well. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, I, for, thanks for coming into the studio to Yes, record. you're welcome. You're one of, the, one of the rare uh people that have decided to come in well person. you know we're we you know we're in each other's pod you we know are what I mean? in our, like, we are yeah, in our pod we're and, we're, and we're on a podcast yes so, we the yeah. podcast pod makes sense yeah yeah so um so you are from chicago originally you just relocated to la um yes. how, well, are you, how are you liking la i'm originally i was born and raised in iowa oh iowa okay. yeah but midwest uh, definitely yes. yeah and i went to school in wisconsin and I lived briefly in Europe for a little while, and then Austin, Texas. Where in Europe? I lived in Liverpool, England. Oh, yeah, right. I had have a, not been there yet. I had a work abroad, like I did a, a work. Um, yeah, it's it's actually great. Like it's it's a really cool city, um, and I did like a work. Oh, what do you call it? Work permit. They don't oh, let cool. people do that anymore. But back in the day, like in the you, early aughts, you could just get a job and you could, get a work permit. You could then? pay for yeah. a work permit if you graduated from an accredited university mm-hmm. and I didn't do it when I was an undergrad so when I was a grad after I graduated grad school I was like I have to go like I never studied abroad because I never took any languages right so it's like you have to go to a place where they speak English yeah so I was like I'm gonna work abroad so I was a I would say I would call it a bar wench in Liverpool <laughs> which is interesting because that was one of the things we learned how to not like I learned how to be an asshole there because the customer service is really bad Liverpool is like a rough town it's right so I mean I, I haven't been there but well, I've I've been to Blackpool, England. Oh, have you? Yeah, have you been there? Yes. Okay, so I uh, I dated a girl uh, that lived in uh, England. Uh, she lived in Blackpool. Oh, you dated um, a girl from Blackpool? Yeah, and I, wow. went, and I went there. It's hardcore. I went there. Um, she was like, yeah, Manchester Blackpool mm-hmm. area. So, but I went to Blackpool once, and uh, I had a lot of fun there. It was, it was, it was like so much fun. It reminded me it's of like Atlantic like, City. Yeah, it reminded me yeah. of the Jersey Shore. Yeah, and it I was is like, the Jersey Shore. And I grew up in Jersey, going to the yeah. Jersey Shore, and I was like, oh, this is like the Jersey Shore of England. Oh my gosh, yes, yeah. yes. Well, I mean, it, it was so it, it, at the time. Now, in two thousand, I was there in two thousand and three, or I think mm. two thousand three, two thousand four. But in two thousand eight, Liverpool became the capital of culture of. Europe. So they mm. kind of like, you know, it, it was better after that. But when I was there, it was nicknamed, and maybe it still is, Stab City. Right. It's dangerous. Yes, like, I think City. Blackpool kind of gets that rap yeah. too, a little bit. Yeah. Um, they didn't really have guns, but a lot of knives. A lot of knives. And they used a lot them. Of, a lot of theft. Yes. And um, um, yeah. a lot of, you know, not that there's anything wrong with this, like prostitution. And, mm. you know, and just like I worked in a bar, I worked in a bar on, in the basement of a, like a regional theater. Mm hmm. I don't think it's there anymore. Liverpool, uh, the Everyman Theater, um, and uh, and so it was. A, you would serve drinks during uh, the intermission, and then in the basement there would also be a bistro as well. Mm. So um, yeah, so it, it was it was really great. But even a place like that that was in the basement of a regional theater, they had like door people, like security, security because yeah, yeah. yeah, and it was a pretty you, rough. Yeah, you got to watch out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's cool. That's interesting. And how long were you there for? Um, I was only there for six months, and then mm. I figured out that I could, if I moved straight to Ireland, I could extend my visa if I didn't go back to the U.S. first. So I did oh, that, right. and then I lived in Dublin, and I worked as how a manager. It was great. I, I still just, haven't been to Ireland. That's oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. I mean, I love Liverpool, but like British people at the time, like we were in the middle of, um, like we had, you know, we were in the middle of a war that mm. was 
W was bombing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, being an American abroad, you always felt, I'm sure it was even worse under Trump. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. traveling and stuff. Yeah, you got to be careful. Yeah. Because oh, you, yeah. you don't know what the other uh, cultures really think of Americans British, at the end of the day. <laughs> British people don't like us so much, is yeah. what I learned. Right, and, you right. know, they don't really show how much they, not like Americans. I'm kind of kind of like a, you know, I'm like a dog. I'm like, hey, I like you. Let's hang right, out. Right, right. right. And then everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and they just don't. I, I met some great friends there, but they don't like outwardly show mm-hmm. but the friends that i met there are like lifelong friends and i had a blast and i didn't understand what anyone was saying for the longest time not in dublin because they sound a little bit more like americans but right. you know and this more international but in liverpool it was like i remember my first day do you know what they sound like well it's very it's um it's uh like manchester is Oh yeah, dialect, well, you know the right? Blackpool. Like, yeah, did you have trouble understanding? It's very your different from like uh, London, like dialect. Yes. It's, it's heavy. It's heavier. It's like a Cockney almost. Right? It is like, kind of yeah, and yeah. they also use like rhyming slang, which uh-huh. I was not familiar with. But like, um, if someone, well, I mean, first of all, they they say like yadait love, like yadait yeah. love all the time. Summer. And like when I was there the first, and so I can't say too many things. I can't like imitate it, but I can only imitate what I heard. And this is like the first moment, my very first day on the job, my uh, manager, bar manager, Louis said to me, I, Suma, do you like the sooth pack? Right. Yeah. Do you know what it, he just said? I, I don't know. Yeah. No, I had no idea what yeah. he said. But. Okay. He said, do you like the sooth pack? Catman, Kenny and the rest. Yeah. What is that? All right. Try it again. I, Suma. Do you like the sooth pack? Summer, do you like the toothpick? The sooth pack, you know. Sooth pack. You know, like Catman, a- Kenny and the rest. South Park. Yes. South Park. South yes. Park. South Park. You like the South Park. pack. Yeah, that's, yeah. So I, that's Sooth how pack. they talk the whole time. Yeah, I and like, I didn't understand what, what yeah. they were saying. <laughs> so yeah. I was on a delay. And so I seemed really stupid. Like well, the it's, whole time. It's, it's, yeah, it's like a culture show. You don't know it's, exactly. Like, yeah, they have phrases that you don't know what that means. It's something totally different. It's got like a hint of like Scottish show most, yes. right? Because it, it's close to the Scotland. Yeah, yeah. And they would say like, go up the apples and pears. And that meant the stairs. But how are you to know? All right. So you, you, you were there for six months. I was and there then, for six months. I was to, in Dublin uh, for four. Four. And, and then, then I moved to um, Austin, Texas. Okay. So my boyfriend at the time later, my husband, was going to grad school in Liverpool. I didn't really see him because he was in theater grad school. Um, and then we, just, when he was done, he joined up with me in Dublin. And then I was I was the manager of a smoothie shop owned by Bono's brother. Oh. Did was Bono it? ever uh, frequent it? No, no his no. brother did, though. No. Who's his, Who's Bono's brother? I can't remember his name now because uh-huh. this is a really long time ago, but his niece hired me. So I was hired was by in, Bono's brother, Bono's niece. Uh, this was in Dublin. Dublin, okay. And then the two of us went to, we just decided to move to Austin, Texas on a whim. Just just picked it out and was like, let's do it. Yep. What, what year was picked this? Picked it out. Uh, 2004, 2005. Okay, so this was uh, before Austin became what it is now. Yeah, and I did. I did um, sketch review down there mm. as like I was in a. I was uh, I was doing sketch review, and I was a magician's assistant. Really? At, yeah, at this place That's called cool Esther's job. Follies. It was the best job. I love magic. I love magic too. Yeah. 
Now, did you, now as a magician's assistant, you knew all the secrets of the tricks? Well, yeah. I you didn't know to, it beforehand. But you I had mean, to sign like a thing or something. Well, I guess it's just like the code. Because like, I always wonder that. It's like David Copperfield. Yeah, he's got like these, you know, women doing like the assistant. I'm like, oh, well, they, oh they know how he's flying. Yeah. Like, like, we, yep. Oh, man. They know. The know, levitating, yeah. the sawing in half. Uh, yeah. All I can say is there's a lot of contraptions. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And that's when I actually started doing yoga because I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get into these small positions mm. and stay so still because there's a lot of that how long did you do that for so i did that for i don't know like several months that was one of the last jobs i had when mm. i um was in austin and before that i was like a receptionist i did a few things like that um and then we moved to chicago nice. so after two years we moved nice. to chicago and uh my ex was in theater grad school that's what brought him to another theater grad school in mm. addition to the one in liverpool and then you were in chicago for for, for a while 15, 15 years 15 years mm -hmm. yeah now i've only been to chicago like three times i think um i love it yeah it's cool it's great um, isn't it cold yeah but um so i think cold. i think that's the one city that like uh, you know besides la i could live in new york or chicago i think you know i yeah i could definitely see myself living there and loving it but yes the cold does get to you at certain some point i would think it does it's yeah. cold a lot of places though like i could i don't know if i could live in new york i would love to live in new york my yeah. parents are from new york and my whole family is so yeah right. i don't know if i i don't know if we talked about that I my family's well, long like, island i grew up like 20 minutes from manhattan okay north jersey yeah, but north i never but i never actually lived in the city okay so i would grow up going into the city that was my city to go to oh, yeah so, but i loved very I different loved living city. there which i oh, never, i'm sure which i never did so i always part of me always regrets that because i i moved to la 2003 for an mm -hmm. in internship in college i was like 21 and then i just stayed mm -hmm. instead of like part of me wishes i went and did like a year in new york and then came here but i was already here yeah. i was like ah, i'll just stay like most of my friends did new york for like two years and then they came here yes LA. i have not lived in new york and i always thought i would but it just never worked out yeah same here i was yeah. married at the time he was like not interested at mm. all and actually i had come to la and i really liked it here but that was like I, my first time here was 10 years ago and we right. thought well maybe should we and i liked it way more than i thought that i would because i'm a warm weather a lot gal. of people don't come here right away because it's so far from it is far where they like you know i wanted to yeah. come to college here and my parents were like no like yeah, you know really i wanted far. to do like ucla or usc and they're like no 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 so i yeah. wasn't even allowed to uh, you know apply Ugh. i went to school in pittsburgh which was like the furthest west i could go sure and part of me it was like ah, i should have went to school in new york because then i either mm -hmm. I, but i would have probably just i probably would have never came out here i probably just stayed there so yeah and you love it here know. i do love it here yeah. yeah i mean part of me misses new york yeah. uh and i'd like to like live there for like a year or something like that at some point but right now everything's closed and it's super expensive and, it's super and, expensive and knows, i'm so. actually pleasantly surprised at how affordable LA is it's more expensive what, than Chicago but it's right. not that much more expensive well that's what my wife's saying too it's like yeah I mean like the rent the rent is comparable to Chicago I would yes. say uh, surprisingly and you, yes and you get more uh, space I would guess you get more space yeah I mean there's just more space here um, but you get the sunshine you get the sunshine um, the only thing is like yeah it's like the the transportation thing mm kind of balances it out i guess because yes. a lot of people do have cars here it's a big drawback you, i mean you kind of you don't need i mean i've always had a car living here this is way before uber and lyft you know now you can kind of get away with not having one if you don't need to be everywhere um we'll see i know yeah it yeah is, I, I would say i would say like when when uber and lyft came around 
I was like, oh, I don't really need a car now. Like, I need it for my, my work and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But, like, if you don't need to be, like, moving things around or whatever, you could get away with it, especially when the pool options were around because it was so cheap. Yes. Now it's expensive. It's expensive and, now. And, um, you know, yeah, it's like now everyone's like, oh, my God, it's $20 to go, you know, down the street. It's but like- it's less expensive for Uber and Lyft here than it is in Chicago. Right. Because I think there's something about the unions are strong in Chicago. Yeah, but you also have the uh, the metro system in Chicago. Oh, so much. Oh, I miss it. I L, miss right? it. Yeah. So yeah, being someone who doesn't have a car, I think it's easier if you're like, well, you're in Hollywood, right? But I'm in Glendale. So it's like, it just is a little tough. Right. But even here, it's like, yeah, I'm in the middle of everything. And like yeah. when we, you know, when everything was open and stuff, I was excited about moving here because I was like, oh, I can walk to the metro station in Hollywood or take mm-hmm. one of those scooters up the street. Yeah. And I was doing that. Have for you a while. done one? Oh, yeah. I Are would, they fun? I, oh, they're great. But like now no one's doing them because of COVID and everything. Yeah. But it's like I would take a scooter or walk up to the, the, the Vine metro station. I would take it downtown. I'd go out down there. I'd come back. Is, or I would take it downtown and then go to Santa Monica. Oh, yeah. Like if I had time, you know what I mean? Or if I was going to go out drinking or something yep. like that. I did that for a while. The trains then, are pretty nice when it comes to getting out to those really hard to right. reach places. It's not bad, yeah. yeah. But it's like... If you, you wouldn't want, want to do an Uber out there. It'd cost you 50 freaking yeah, dollars. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, it is expensive unless someone else is paying or whatever. Mm. Or you're splitting it. Yeah, um, you know what? Someday people are going to pay for our cars, <laughs> Doug. <laughs> well, it's like... Or if people don't have patience to do the Metro thing. Like, I like... That's why Like, I part of me is like, oh, I should have lived in New York for a while because I do like walking... I do like Me taking too. public transportation, the metro Me or the too. subway or whatever. Um, but then people here don't have patience for it because they are reliable on their car or the Uber Lyft. And they're like, well, how long is the metro? Like a half. Uh, forget it. We'll just take oh, it. Over, you know? I and take the buses here sometimes because they're free. I, I haven't taken the bus. Oh, they're free? Yeah, right now oh. because of COVID. And okay. I think there That's was something what, on the news saying they're thinking about just eliminating the fares. Yeah. yeah, there was an article about That's that. That's amazing about California. I did not. I've never taken a bus here. That's the one thing oh, I, I have not nice. taken yet. It's yeah. fine. You yeah. know, there's not that many people on it. It's way more. I mean, you know, it's way more traveled in Chicago so that right. I would say like the trains and the buses are a lot cleaner yeah. here and like you know it just it takes so long to get from one place to another so far yeah, yeah. and if you miss a bus then you're waiting like 15 minutes for another one to come but you know you wait a long time sometimes for those buses in Chicago and then like five of them go right you right, know what I mean right. you're like why are five coming that's by the one thing I don't love about LA is like it's like yeah there's like you know six different cities in the city mm-hmm. and everything is spread out um it depends on like what you're doing and like mm-hmm. where you work or where where you want to frequent the most you know sure. so it's like if you're doing comedy you should be in hollywood west hollywood area yep. ish okay good to but know. there is but there is i mean but at the same time there's a lot of shows in the valley like you know, yeah. if you want to hit up the big clubs, they're all in Hollywood and West Hollywood, mm-hmm. mostly. But and like, if you're an actor going on auditions, which, you know, is ideal. That, I mean, that that's always a tough question because, especially now, it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't even know. Like, I have auditions now as an actor, and I'm like, oh, a commercial audition on Zoom. Great. Because, like, even, like, I, I own this dog business, and it's like, yeah. when I was going out a lot for commercials, it was... It was a pain in the ass to go to audit. Like I, I don't have my afternoon. Like usually, I work during the afternoon yeah. or used to. Um, and it was like you really oh juggle my God, some stuff. Here, like last minute, here's an audition uh-huh. in Santa Monica for a commercial, and they're almost always in Santa Monica. Is what I heard. In, the commercial auditions are mostly in Santa Monica or off a of Third Street or over okay. here in Hollywood. 
so they're mainly around here. Mm-hmm. If you're auditioning theatrically, then the you know Hollywood, the Valley, um, not not usually Santa Monica for theatrical, mostly West okay. Hollywood, Hollywood, and Burbank, maybe. Yeah. Um, but like. Yeah, it was it was a pain in the ass it's, to like be like, oh my god, I you know I'm, I have dogs in my car and I'm going to a callback, oh which I've done before. I, I would leave, I would lock my Prius do. and I would leave the air on and I would be, be able to lock my car and all that stuff. You know, and it was nuts. And yeah, it was just like it was nuts. stressful. And like now I'm like, stressful. oh, a Zoom, great. Like, I know, I love that about Zoom. Friday at three, you know, a Zoom audition, sure. I like, love it for open mics too. It's like, who really wants to go to this and that open mic? I mean, I, think, I really think. I'm it's hoping best. that the auditions change like Zoom friendly mm-hmm. for commercials and stuff. Or it's like, do the first one on Zoom, then have the callback in person because like some right. of them are such bullshit. Like yep. it's like, why are we wasting everyone's time to you know drive all the way to Santa Monica for me to hold a glass and be like, oh, do you like the way I look? No, okay, then don't call me back. They're like, you know? they have no copy, yeah, and they're, they're like, yeah. just improvise, something. improvise, write our thing for us. Thank <laughs> you. Like, yeah, it's like I do hope that that changes. I think because yeah, because it is a waste of uh, you know gas, travel, yeah. people's time, um, taking planes all the way here to cast something no yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not i don't think and i'm curious to see what happens with it so me too knows? yeah yeah now you also teach acting as well as I doing do teach, stand-up comedy i teach acting and i teach improv, improv. although i'm not teaching it currently mm-hmm. i'm you know at second city I, I i think my last class was a few months ago so yeah uh, the one the second city in hollywood it, is, that, is that still open yes or? it yeah, is okay. um but i was teaching in chicago Chicago. but also now i'm um being like a virtual stage manager sometimes Mm. for them so yeah you know they're still doing some shows shows student shows but it's like a little bit lower enrollment you know because i guess you know i feel like things are on the on the way to be changing into everyone's craving those in-person interactions so probably soon improv i would say is hard to do on zoom i would think i mean i did groundlings and i was like i can't imagine taking an improv class on zoom i loved it i loved teaching it i also taught a meisner class through um uh the theater school at DePaul. I did a couple of those, which was, that was, I think a little bit harder, but still there were things that worked. But then I took a class with Aretha Sills, who's Paul Sills' daughter and the granddaughter of Viola Spolin. And I've done a couple with her and it was amazing over Zoom because she moved from out here. Sills Spolin Theater used to be in LA. She moved um, back to Wisconsin to be around her family. And when I first met her, she was doing a workshop in Chicago and it was in person, but it worked really well. I loved it. I thought it was super fun. I could see, I could see the benefit of getting like individual attention more on Zoom, maybe like yeah. when you're because I do remember you taking improv class. Like there's 15 people in the class, and then everyone goes up to the teacher and is like, duh, 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 you know. Where Zoom, it's like, all right, you're looking at me. I'm gonna raise my hand, you know. Like, yeah, I don't know, like you don't have to compete. 15 as is much. a lot over Zoom. I think I yeah. did teach that many over Zoom, like 15 to 18. Um, and like an they called it improv escape, which was like a kind of a mm-hmm. four week, you know, kind of right. drive by improv thing for folks. And it, I thought it was very fun, but like I just like to play and you just adapt it, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, and you teach down the street here at, um, street. at uh, mm-hmm. Anthony, uh, Anthony Mindel's Mind- actor workshop. Anthony Mind- Mindel, is that how I say it? No, Mindel, Mindel, Anthony mm-hmm. Mindel. Yeah, Mindel. Anthony Mindel. Yeah, Anthony Mindel. Like Julius. Mind- what well, no, So that's Julius Mindel. Just kidding. Now he's been, he's been around for for a long time, right? Yeah, like uh, I think it's gonna be. Oh, I could be wrong. Twenty five years. Oh wow! Soon? Yeah, 
Yeah. So it's been a, a studio here for a while. And he's study. lucky enough to have that outdoor space yeah. uh, that you guys are able oh to hold classes. Because I used to take acting classes at Stan Kirsch Studios. Uh, rest in peace, Stan Kirsch. He oh, passed away, I think, sorry. a year ago. But um, wow. but uh, they were all inside. So like I don't. And then they're. I think they're trying to do Zoom. But probably I don't, a lot I don't of people know. are doing Zoom. They have like a parking lot over here. But I would think like the enrollment would die down a lot over Zoom. Over Zoom. Yeah. I'm still also teaching over Zoom sometimes. So, you know, um, yeah, I, I think people Zoom at this moment, it feels like it might be the enthusiasm might be waning for Zoom. Right. And, which and I feel I think that. the thing like, I mean, I remember looking online at some classes offered via Zoom, like Groundlings was doing that and stuff like that. And Groundlings classes was always expensive. And I was like, man, if they are charging, like they were charging like five hundred dollars i think Ooh, or, some, or something for things like, cost more here that's like where la gets like yeah that. is the but i'm like if they're charging five hundred dollars for zoom improv i'm like they better no lower, i'm sure they're not I, mean, I don't know what they're charging I'm, but I, I'm, I, I can't imagine i can't the zoom imagine class being the same price no and that's the great thing about zoom is that a lot of these classes are reduced heavily right you know and the benefit of zoom i would say is that People can take it from anywhere in the Absolutely. world. So, like, people weren't able to take Groundlings unless you were yeah. in LA. So now, someone from Germany can take it or whatever. Totally. Like, I had students from China and like right. all over the that's, place in my second city class because cool. they're like, I can take it second city. So that's the one thing that I think that will benefit so cool. from this whole experience is that like. You know, even when live classes come back, they're going to be like, yeah, we have our lives. But I, I still think they're going to offer Zoom classes because they're going to be like, well, this is a way to uh, have people from China or Absolutely. wherever. Absolutely. I do think it. they and, will. And it'll be a supplemental income. For I them think so. I mean, there are people who've been doing because since I teach college or have taught college for like the last decade, there's a lot of people who've been teaching college over, you know, over the internet for a long, I mean, yeah, there are whole yeah. schools that just online. The I mean, they've been around. Yeah, but, they I mean, have. Obviously, people like to do it in person, uh, you know, for obvious reasons. But yeah, um, yeah, I especially do for the performing arts. Performing arts, yeah. I mean, it is hard to hold a scene with a partner via a video thing. I would say yeah. it is, but it can be done, it can and be it's done, it's yeah. good for on camera stuff. And also, I think it's good for you to explore your space, especially if you're going to be like self taping. Right, you have to be able to like, you know, get yourself there. Do you know what I mean? It By yourself I, in I, your space. I think I feel um, like I've had a couple auditions like in the past week or whatever, and I was like. I feel more comfortable auditioning on Zoom. I do too. Because I like signed on, I put my little light on, I go to the Zoom, someone's there waiting for me, mm -hmm. and I just go like nuts. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm not intimidated by the actor sitting next to me. You feel safe in your I'm, home. I'm, I'm at home. Mm -hmm. I'm like, who cares who sees this? What, you know what I mean? I Whatever. Agree. It's like, you just be a goofball if yeah. you want to be a goofball. Yeah. I'm sitting down. I'm in, you know, it's like I, I have mm -hmm. the lines right here. I don't have to like try to fucking memorize them like five yeah. minutes before or whatever it Gosh, is me too it's so gonna be it's so like, hard for me to memorize my set when i go oh, back yeah. to live oh yeah i don't even know what my set is anymore. i don't like I'm i like, mean who knows like i had to do two minutes for this app the other day that like my friend like there's a new app called uh swell i think it's called oh another I'll, I'll, app. I'll tell you about it. yeah it's like okay. it's audio only it's like two oh. it's like two minutes i don't know someone uh, uh, um leslie wolf who's a casting director and she teaches a uh, comedy as well. Um, she's running this thing called Two Dope Minutes. Oh, um, cool. And uh, yeah, she invited me to do the first episode and it's, it's, Fine. it's, you just do two minutes of material. I love it. And you it. record it onto your phone and, uh -huh. you, and you can pause it, which I did because I was like, all right, here's this first bit. 
what am I doing next? I was like, okay, all right, you know, and then and then you submit it, and like people, like whoever else is on the show listens to it, and then she has like a couch uh, interview like a few days later, where everyone comes on and says like, hey, yeah, I got into comedy this way or whatever. That's fun. it's a good idea, but it, but I was also like, oh my god, what are what are my what are the two minutes I want to do? I don't even know. Like I was no. like, I had to look back at like you know old uh, word documents. Oh, and be my, like, god. oh my god, what the hell was I doing like a year ago? I, don't I even know. know, right? Yeah, I know it's weird. It's so weird, and you're like, I don't know if like things I wrote during the pandemic are gonna. Uh, mm-hmm. work in person there's also an uh, a, an open mic app for your phone oh, where you is? can like sign up yeah you sign up for it you do the mic on your phone and then the recording stays on there for 24 or 48 hours or something you can watch other people's shows oh really shows. I, I don't know why you would but open open mic <laughs> app i didn't even know that. yeah I'll, i can't remember the name of it but right. afterwards so i'll take a look and yeah, show yeah. you i haven't done it yet i just downloaded it that's interesting yeah, yeah. there's all these new things like clubhouse you know, all these new apps i love there's clubhouse. a new app every other week and yeah it's like oh my god now i gotta get on this one yeah you know but yeah. um but we met through uh our friend uh, michelle trainer yes um who uh Dang. runs a show called divorce diaries Mm -hmm. and she had you on her show Mm -hmm. in chicago yes that's where i met you and then i had you on my show when i did in chicago the dog and funny show so much fun um so yeah that's how we met good times it was good times back in zany's chicago zany's you got your pen right there i got my pen right here I know. I was like, oh, I should email them again to see if they're doing it. Mean, that's the you other should. thing. It's they're like, open. All the clubs yeah, in Chicago are open. Know, 25% capacity. That's not bad. The, yeah. See, the, now that I could fill probably. <laughs> 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 I remember Bert Haas was like, oh, you're only at this many sold. I'm like, oh, all right. And that now Rosemont like, location is a bigger cl- oh, club. I yeah, love that club. That club is really nice. Isn't it yeah, nice? Yeah. But that feels a, like a real But that's hard club. to fill too. It's like, I don't know how. Oh, they, yeah, I remember, it is. It's I remember huge. having like a decent crowd there, but it wasn't. I like, thought you did a good but job. But it wasn't full. And that's the hard thing of like trying to put your own show like in a town that no one knows you. It's that's like, right. But you did a really good job for just, I mean, that was amazing. Both of you guys did such a good job. Yeah, like, it was fun. It was fun. It was good having everyone on it. The stuff. thing about having a show at Zany's is that you automatically can get like, tourists and people like that because they know about those places right, right? and so, it's like a, like the one in uh old town is um mm-hmm. everyone walks by it so like that, oh, that's man. what's good that was know? so nice and then we went out afterwards so much yeah, fun I know. so much fun i can't wait oh, to go back to chicago i yeah. can't wait to go back to chicago i can't wait till we can go to bars oh i know i miss bars i know I miss yeah. bars so much that's, Doug. that's the thing it's um oh. That's what's weird. It's like I, I just started going out to like restaurants and stuff, mm-hmm. but you got to go with a group. Yeah, sit at a table. Like you can't just. Well, waltz I don't really in. have any friends here, Doug. Well, you, you know, you know us. <laughs> I know. Come let's hang go, out. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go to a bar, an outdoor bar, sometime. I, I, you're welcome to come along. <laughs> okay, absolutely. great. I mean, we just started like two weeks ago, you know. So because it's like, oh, things are starting to open, but yes, yeah. you have to go with a group mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i mean that's fine like you know but yeah you got to be like how many are coming you got to make the reservation for five or whatever yes everyone shows up mm-hmm. you got to sit down you got to order food you can't just get drinks nope. um you right can't, so you going can't to waltz a bar, in and bar sit with at the just bar. drinks i can't that's what i miss that's what everyone misses and like that's uh, that's a big social uh experience for people that are yeah. especially you being new to town yes that's how you meet people. You just go, you just show up and have a drink That's and right. see who sits next to you and you start talking to people. Yeah, the last time I was here, which you showed up too, that was so awesome. I was like, I'm going to be at this bar, oh, yeah. everybody. Three, three clubs. And I, and right, I, three right clubs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was like, I just invited everybody I knew in, in my circle in yeah. LA and I said, I'm going to be here from this time. Come on and by. And I'm like, I live around the corner from yeah. there. Yes, absolutely. And I was very impressed because I hear people in LA don't 
like to make plans. So you did They don't that. unless it's in the vicinity of where they can walk to. Okay. So for that situation, I was like, oh, yeah, I can do that. It's, yeah. it's right next door. And you brought your friends. <laughs> if you were like, come so to nice. Glendale, I'd be like, oh, I don't know. No, yeah. uh, Glendale's I can't cool. wait for that again. I mean, that's the only really bar I know in L.A. because it's the only one I've been to when I was here before. Right, before everything closed. Yeah. yeah. Wait, so wait, when did you move here? What month? September. September. The okay. end of September. So October, November. Like so you had, you had a few months yeah. of, of things being open. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting how the city has changed, right? It's so quiet. It's so quiet. I'm very, I feel very grateful that I'll be able to see it spring back to life. Yeah. Like, I feel very moved by yeah. being able, I mean, I wish I was in Chicago too to see that, right? Right, but, right. But you moved here at a good time because I think you, yeah, got, I think you so. got here and a lot of people left during they this did. whole situation. So yeah. I don't know if they'll come back. Like, I don't know either. I think people will come back, but I think it's going to be a few years. Okay. Um, Some, I mean, I can see getting burned out. You know, you, you're in a place for a while, like I was in Chicago for a long time, and you just are like, maybe I want something new. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had those thoughts as well. And uh, it's kind of like, well, I've lived here almost 20 years now. And wow, it's like, awesome. it's like if I leave, what am I going to do? Um, you know what am I, well yeah i got to start a new business or whatever find new friends mm-hmm. which is like not always the easiest when you get older yeah and i'm like that's why i'm so <laughs> grateful for your friendship <laughs> likewise but i but it, it is weird it's like but it's like uh, you know it is a good place to be so it's like yeah. you just got to hang on and LA will be back up and running at yeah. some point. You know? I'm a little, I would be uh, lying if I said I wasn't a little like preemptively overwhelmed by what it's going to be like when it springs back. Right. Well, that, especially in the comedy scene, I'm kind of like, yeah, is everyone going to be jumping yeah. at each club? Is it going to be worse than it was before? Is it going to be. Because it's like. It, Thankfully, it, it, I have no frame of reference for that, I but know. I'm sure. For me, it's, it's weird because be. it's like, I'm like, where like where did all these people go? Where are all these comics? Like, I feel like a lot of people left or like they're just hiding, you know, in their apartments. Yeah, and then where all are of a sudden, they? everyone's going to be hiding? out and about. I don't yeah. know. Don't doing know. Zoom shows, maybe. Zoom shows. Some yeah. of them. I mean, You're not really doing the Zoom shows, though, are you? No, I'm doing one next or next week. Yeah, next week I'm doing one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Leslie Wolf's uh, Fresh Faces of Comedy. I'm oh, cool. Doing. But um, I'm doing one at Flappers I, I, I in a couple. I weeks. haven't done a lot of them. No, I, I did. I did when it first started, but then I don't know. I just I felt like I wasn't really performing during them. Like it's very I, I go, weird. I go on like a rant or a story. Mm. And I feel like it's kind of like this. It's kind of like a talk show or mm-hmm. something. And I'm like, I don't know if this translates on Zoom because I, I mean, I'm curious to do one next week because I haven't done one in a while. But I was like, yeah, are, is I've there, been doing a ton of them. So is like, there, is there I've been audience? Doing like probably three or more. How a much week. how much audience shows up? For not, flappers, not or the thing. So flappers is so a good example. So I've got example. one for Dat Fan tomorrow, and I've got one for flappers next week. I will say. Um, Okay. Well, I would say the 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 lovely thing is that just as few of my friends are interested in seeing me do comedy over Zoom as would come out to a comedy show in real life. Well, that's that's my thing. <laughs> Even though it's easier for them, they just don't right. like nobody likes to show up to your show. No, shows. but that that that's the interesting <laughs> thing is because I feel like it is the same as <laughs> the uh, same. an open mic in LA <laughs> or a bar show where it's like yeah, promote Sadly, it, promote yes. it, promote it, yeah. and then like it's just the comics and maybe like one person. Or they say or they're going to show up and then they don't. I mean, it's just people are f- f- some and some people are amazing. I'm listen. I'm so grateful to everyone who does show up. I mean, they don't have to sit through a comedy show, but um, yeah, I, you know, they just uh, it's some people say they're going to show up and then they don't. It's just like normal, right. like regular it's the same thing. Same thing. I think when it first started, people were like, "Oh yeah, that sounds cool." Zoom and like people were more open to being like, "Yeah, I'll show up. Here's five yeah. bucks or whatever." Yeah, and then. 
people got sick of Zoom shows. Yeah, you're sick of and it because they're on they're it all like, day no. for work, and then what I gotta watch it. Well, it's also like you know, all right, am I gonna am I gonna tune into this person's Zoom show or am I gonna watch the Netflix show that I've been watching? I mean, you know, it's right? so it's like you're competing it's like, with it's like that. I'm home, especially you know if they I mean? to be on camera during it. Like if they could just turn it on, and so I produce a show mm-hmm. that I've been uh, co-producing, uh, the Go Go Show in Chicago, and we we did it virtually because we're like, oh, you know, we got to do this, right. and we stream it to the internet and nobody has to be in the zoom room we have two designated audience members and we use like a nice software to have every have them on screen laughing but we don't require people to log into a zoom room be there like the comics are there the designated audience members are there and then you can just turn it on nobody has to see you kind of like clubhouse nobody has to see you there's no pressure right and i i kind of really like that that and that's the hard thing i think is like people trying to make money off of a zoom show it's like oh yeah we're not making i don't think that's gonna happen because at least at a show it's like here's a drink here's a thing of fries Mm -hmm. whatever you know what i mean it's like even if people go out to the bar show it's Mm -hmm. like they're going out and having a drink they may not listen to every comic but they're gonna like turn around a couple times and be like oh that was funny oh that's a good story you know yeah so like they're in and out you know yeah and and it's a social night out for them like this is like i'm gonna sit home and watch zoom on my uh you know 60 inch tv or am i gonna watch uh you know the new netflix movie that just came out well we're gonna see if people are jumping chomping at the bit to come to an in-person show when these things go back or maybe yeah. it'll be like where they get excited about it for a little, little while and then it'll just but wait. it's like it's like i've been to like the outdoor shows like i went to that drive-in show over at the oh, comedy yeah. Magic i've been Club. to a drive-in show i went to that uh, jamie kennedy was doing it and he, and he oh, invited yeah. me and i he and was I, on your show and i yeah he was on yeah this yeah. week's on um and um yeah he gave He's me great. he gave me a comp to go and, nice. I, and I went with my friend but i was like I was interested to see it, and I was like, "Oh, this is cool." You know, it was cool, but it, at the same time, I was like, "It was expensive." It's like, "Oh yeah, I tried to like, go to one with Jay Moore and a few other people, and yeah, it was seventy five bucks for the car." Oh, this was a this was like an in person show oh, okay. too right. that they didn't. It wasn't a car, but because I don't have a car, right. um, but it was like they gave you like a bunch of booze and a bunch of weed. Oh, weed? With your, yeah, with your ticket. <laughs> I was like, that sounds worth it. Sounds but they were sold it. out. I couldn't. I'm but sure yeah, I've heard legal, about these <laughs> driving. <laughs> I don't know. I, the, maybe not a bunch of. But no, it's but like they are product. more. They are more expensive than yeah. going to a club. Or probably not the comedies. Like if you go to the comedy store, you're probably paying twenty dollars a ticket plus two two drinks. So it's probably equivalent to that. Did you? So you went to it and you have to like honk your horn. They give you. Uh, they give you like the plastic clappers that you oh. you put outside it, your window. Oh, yeah, I guess you could sit on your roof yeah. of your car. But um, you know, it's um. Yeah, the, but the it's problem cool. with these shows is that they're all, I mean, it's all, um, it's mostly all name comedians because they're, they're paying them and that's the draw for yeah. anyone to go out to a comedy show and pay top mm-hmm. dollar or whatever. So it's like, you know, comics like us, we don't have the opportunity to do the drive-in show. Because, Not yet, Doug. No, we no. will. But, but like, and I get it because they got to make money and they're renting the place. Of or, course. You know, yeah, it. no, to have a, um, a pandemic show, you right. got to really. But yeah. at the same time, I'm like sitting in the car watching the show and I'm like, Oh, this is funny. But then I'm like with my friend and I'm like, you know, zoning out at times, yeah, of course. talking to them. Because yeah. first of all, there's no one to be like, shut up. You're disturbing the show. Right. You're not in a bar you know, where be, you're be, right be, be, in have, their face. Have theater etiquette. Yeah. You know, there's none of that. It's like, do we like this comic? Uh, I don't know. Let's talk about, oh, how you been? You know? <laughs> and then then, then, then when yes. someone comes on, you like, you pay attention. You know? So it's like. Well, it's weird because yeah. a car is a very, and I, I directed a play that was set in a car. A car is a very intimate space. Right. You know, and so that's a whole different 
experience you're having like the experience here and then the experience you're having there i did go to a drive-in once during the pandemic a friend of mine was doing a his film was at a film festival outside of chicago and i'd never been to a drive-in before and i really loved it but we you know put our masks on and we would go and like meet up with our friends that were there and talk to them socially distanced Mm -hmm. because you just want to you know, you just yeah, want to yeah. like talk. You want to have that personal connection. And then there's rules like you can get out of the car, you can't. I don't know. You know oh it's like, yeah, it's like all this stuff. I mean, who knows? It, it may have changed by now, but yeah, it's just a weird time we're living in for, it for entertainment and all this stuff. So, you know, it is what it is, and we'll see when it bounces back. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, this is the asshole podcast. Yes. Um, so this is the point of the show mm. where uh, I ask my guests, um, yes, is there a time in your life that you may have been an asshole? It can be an isolated incident. It can be a chunk of time in your life. Maybe you are one right now and you're mm. dealing with it. Maybe someone thought you were an asshole and you weren't. Maybe you dealt with someone who was an asshole to you. Anything along those lines that you'd like to share with the audience? Um, I mean, yeah, like I've been sort of dreading this because I'm like, I, I, for a very long time, I mean, there's so many, so many. I, I feel like I, um, maybe you're not one of these people, but I feel like I uh, had, had, I'm really working against it, but I had like a real um, anger problem mm. for a very long time. Like, like anger management kind of thing? Yeah, I never had to go to anger management, but I right. probably should have, you okay. know? And so now I'm trying to like work through that stuff, but um, I was like a hor- like a, a mean kid and like I was a mean, I was not nice like mm. for most of my 20s and my 30s, I would say like in terms of um, the people that I was, you know, that I said that I loved and that I was closest to. Right. Um, like the thing that initially came to mind is that it took me so many years for me to admit. Um, and now it's funny, I guess, but like I, I did like, you know, when you're, do you have any siblings? I have a sister, a younger sister. A younger yeah. sister. Yeah. How many uh, years? Three, three years different. Okay, so mine's two years younger. Were you ever mean to her? Yeah, I mean, teasing, oh, definitely. I, I was mean, so mean to my sister. Yeah, like yeah. really mean. I think so. I think I did. The worst thing I ever did, I, I kind of, uh, the reason why I didn't admit it is I, I feel like it's very sociopathic. Like, I kind of can't believe, you know, when you think back about some of the stuff you did when you were a kid and you're like, oh my God, right. like, what was wrong with me? Oh, yeah. Like, kids are mean. Yeah. Oh, so mean. And I would, I guess I hated her because I would, I, I, I did things that would seem like they were like borderline trying to kill her. Like I would bring home. I remember when you were like in science class and they were like in my like middle school or sixth grade or elementary, they made us do like mystery powders and you would be like, it'd be like, um, mystery powder. Yeah. God, they would like plaster of Paris. And like, I just remember plaster of Paris. It was like you added water to it and it became plaster or whatever. Like all these different things. And I remember I brought some home. And I made my sister, I don't know, this is so awful. <laughs> the other thing I'm going to say is worse than this, but this, I like made her eat it. Uh, like it, I was, I had this thing plaster, about making her plaster eat powder? plaster. I made her eat plaster. And then you put plaster water in her Paris. mouth? Plaster Paris. And after she ate it, I told her that a brick was going to grow in her stomach and she was going to die. Oh my God. And how old is she at this point? I mean, my sister is the most sensitive person that's ever lived. Like, I'll just tell it like this. Uh, in my family, there's only four of us. My mom, my dad, and they're very funny. And then my sister, who's like so uber sensitive. Uh-huh. Like, she would like run out of the room crying and screaming. She could never watch. Do you remember Splash? I always remember that. You, Splash with the, Tom uh, Hanks oh, yeah, yeah, movie, and Daryl yeah. Hannah, yep. the movie. Mm-hmm. And like, there was a moment where Eugene Levy, like, he throws water on her and she turns mm. back into a mermaid, like right, in New York yeah, yeah. or something. I don't know wherever she is. And my sister, what she could never watch that part. She would run screaming and crying out of the room. And like, there were certain other things she couldn't watch. She could never watch Thriller. 
that um, Michael Jackson, that Michael yeah. Jackson video. That She's creepy sc- for a kid. It's yeah. so creepy. Yeah. And she would like run out of the room and we'd just laugh at her. I mean, I remember just laughing. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. so cruel, you know what I mean? And like, <laughs> but my parents would have, I mean, clearly they were not there when I made her eat this plaster of Paris and told her this thing. So she was probably... I don't know, fourth grade, third grade. I mean, young, yeah, you know, yeah. I was like, it was so what these... happens when she eats this plaster? Does she... it start forming like in her mouth? No, but I no? told her that it was going to, I was like, you're going to die. And it's like yeah, in yeah. you. And she was so upset, mortified because she ate plaster. And, you know, I didn't really know that I was wrong about that. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, right. I just was like, it's going to grow in your stomach. And you're going to die. She and... didn't swallow it. No, she swallowed oh, she it. Did. Because plaster, <laughs> because plaster of Paris is edible. <laughs> Oh, it is. I think, yeah. I didn't. But does it? It's got to form some kind of hard thing in your. In, I don't think she ate that much of it, but I didn't right. give her enough. Like, I don't think I ever made her eat anything actually toxic. Mm. But then this is the worst thing that I did, and this is where the sociopath thing comes in. I mean, this is like serial killer behavior. I. I mean, she's lucky you weren't like. Here's a glass of bleach. I know. Something. I'm so glad <laughs> like, I didn't do that. Well, or like, you could you imagine know, if Tide if, Pods existed well, like, now? I'd be like, eat yeah, it. It's even fine. Even if you didn't know what was in it. Or, oh, you know, no. Like cement it's terrible. It was like I made her eat cement is basically yeah, what yeah. I did. And um, she survived. But the worst thing that I did is, oh, I can't believe I even had this thought. But we were dissecting frogs mm. in seventh grade. And they were real dead frogs. And I remember I cut the tongue out of this frog and I brought it home. So disgusting. Mm. And I like gave it to her. I kept it. And I gave it to her when I got home. And I told her, basically, I tried to convince her to eat it. That's interesting. And she got so close to eating it. And then I told her what it was. She got it like up to her mouth. And I told her what it was. And she, I mean, can you imagine? (laughs) How did you you try to convince her? I was like, it's candy. It's candy. I think that's why I told her about the plaster of Paris. It's candy. Yeah, here, try it. It's good. (laughs) You'll like it. Did you pretend to like you were eating it? Like, no, uh, I, I don't think so. I just, because I mean, it smelled like formaldehyde. That's I cut interesting. a tongue out of a dead animal well, and gave I, it to my I sister I remember to dissecting eat. frogs in, I think, eighth grade or something. Yes, it was and something like that. There was, grade. everyone had their own frog and whatnot. And there was a kid, uh, I think his name was like Dominic or something. Oh, I hope God. he's not listening. Do? I don't know. Um, but there was a kid named, yeah, a kid, a kid. There were, I don't know, like, I wasn't in the group, but there was some kid that, like, took a piece out and ate it, or said he ate it, or took something. Took a piece off the formaldehyde of frog? Of the frog, yeah, and ate it. Oh, and, my God, now that kid's sicker than me. I would and never then, do that. And then someone, and someone in the class was like, oh, my God, Dominic ate the frog, uh, uh, Mrs. whatever, oh so-and-so ate the frog, a piece of the frog. What, what, you know, and then it started, I mean, it has to happen. It started like, going around the classroom or whatever, and like it became like a big deal, and oh, the teacher was like concerned. it is a big deal. Right, right. But like, and then I remember <laughs> the teacher like pulling the kid across, like, you know, like, like aside from the class or whatever, and I remember being at the table like within an earshot of hearing like what was being asked or whatever, and the teacher was like, Tom, I, I, did you? I need to know. Like, did you? Did you oh eat a piece of that God. frog? And the kid, the kid was like, no, like, like, uh, didn't. no, but, but, like, but, like, but she was like, I, I saw you eat, like, eat something. Like, what, what did you do? Like, I saw you what eat did something. You do, and, like, Dominic? and like, Dominic That's was like, up. Dominic was like, it was a booger. 
or something oh, like or just said something like that like i don't know i don't know if he was telling the truth or just said that to get out of the oh, situation he was in or whatever but there was like a there was a big situation sort Dominic, of like that. if you're listening call in yeah yeah right exactly <laughs> Um, we want him on some But yeah, guys. I do remember someone doing Poor something. Poor Dominic. Like that. That's so, so humiliating. Did your Aww. sister eat the, the frog tongue? She did not, not eat the frog not. tongue, no. no. It was um it Good. was I just stopped before that, but I mean she was disgusted and mortified and horrified. I mean it's hor- it's yeah, horrific. Yeah. I did other things. I mean, unless too. you like frog legs. Or yeah, something. right. Yeah, exactly. Like, cuisine, but it was like a tongue. Know. I mean, it looked like a tongue. <laughs> she was tongue. just, you know, it's just you convince you can convince right. your sister of anything, really. Now, if you rolled that in the plaster and fried it, it might be good. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> That's what we needed to do. Yeah. But I mean, she's so sweet. She's still like, now she got me back. I will say this, like all the torture and everything. And there were other things too. I mean, I would like physically, I remember I smashed her head, smashed her head again when I was driving one time. We would be in a car together, mm. which is the worst place, right? Have a 16 year old and like a 14 year old in the car together. Yeah. I just had my license. I remember I like, you know, I was like smashed her head against the window one time. I mean, we're awful. We would fight like physically fight each other but she's such a sweetheart she still like loves me with all of her sensitive sweetheart she's a good person she's a good person but she did get me back um when we were in uh we were in uh, i'll never forgive her for this one she and she was doing it from a place of sweetness but we were in art class together i was probably when you know i was two years older than her so i would have been um like a junior and she was a freshman Mm. And in art class, when you make your art and there was a whole like hallway where they would display it behind glass and her little sculpture got presented, you know, got chosen for this. And it was like a a bigger like, you know, figure and then a smaller figure behind this figure, like a girl and then a little girl behind the bigger girl and the bigger girl, if the light hit it just right, it cast a shadow over the one in the back and Mm. it was called in her shadow. Oh. And she and it was so embarrassing for me because she like had this art in front of everybody. So everyone in the whole school had to walk by and see her have oh. this thing in her shadow. In I was like, shadow. you little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so even her art was attacked. Even her even yeah. her art. Oh yeah. So yeah, that was that's one thing that springs to mind when yeah. I think about being an asshole. Well, those are good those are good moments. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think anyone who has a sibling, yeah, definitely falls into the uh, I've been an asshole to the sibling at some point. But there was so much anger, you know what I mean? Like right. and I think I get it from my mom. My mom has a temper and like I just And you have your mom's temper, you I think? do. Yeah. I do. She had a temper and I was the same way like in a mar- like when I was married, I was you know like mm. a- you know twenties thirties, right. um, very angry, anxiety you know through the roof, and I just feel like probably the combination of like anxiety and my like whatever mm. genetic rage problem got the better of me. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, I mean, I definitely have anger moments as well. So it's hard being in a marriage. Oh yeah, definitely. How long have you guys been married? Uh, We've been married. I feel like I've been asked this like three days in a row. Oh, Um, five? No, no, it's all good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always like, wait, did I say right? Five years? Okay. Four and a half, five years. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was married nine, but we were together for eight before that. So it was a long time. It's a long relationship. It was, yeah. a, it was like 17 years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a long yeah. time. That's a long time to be with somebody. We right. also got together when we were young, like mm. 22, I think I was like and 22, you're both, 23. you both actors. We were both actors. Mm-hmm. We worked together. We taught together. That's always hard. I oh, mean, yeah. I mean, I think that, I think it's that there's something cool about it. 
actors mm-hmm. dating actors, but there's mm-hmm. it's also hard, I would say, yeah. as far as um you know, uh competition or jealousy, mm-hmm. uh someone oh someone is working uh more than the other mm-hmm. or booking things or mm-hmm. you know what I mean. I've seen oh, relationships yeah. Like that actor, actor on actor, I'll call it. Um, actor on actor. <laughs> I've seen relationships like show. that, like <laughs> actor, you know, on like actor. so so supportive of each other, blah blah blah, and then it yeah. doesn't work out, and the one person takes off, and the other person is not, you know. And yet we whatever. do it so much. We uh, date yeah. actors, date actors, actors all the do time. actors a lot, and um, yeah. I, I get it because it's. Um, creative uh balance yeah uh, you both like being creative you both sure. like the same things um, and we were like best friends at, yeah, but i I've was dated my so, share of actors oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. i was jealous of him too because he was so likable do you yeah. know what i mean like just likable lovable right. like you know everyone liked him but you actors know, of secretly, course, the choice between two, the both of us, he was the more likable one, right? right yeah, okay. <laughs> well, that, that's tough on you then. It's yeah. like it's like you know, and, and actors are all about like themselves for the most yes. part. And like I don't, I, said, I, don't, try I usually don't, from it I usually don't like other actors. Like mm. you know, like I don't, I, I find myself antisocial or socially awkward around other actors for some reason. I don't know why. They can be great, and they can be. I don't know. I guess it's just right. like you know, anyone in the performing arts. It's yeah, like yeah. they can be like your best friends, and like they, they can also be like. I feel like you find your people, right? You and do. you're like, yeah. those are the pe-. And, you know, nothing against this other person. They're just not, I just don't get them. They're not my right. people. Well, it's because it's like, you know, actors are, are definitely focused on themselves for the most part. Not all of them. Not all of them. Like Michelle. Some, Michelle's great. She's Michelle's our great. people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. She's an actor. Yeah, but it's mm-hmm. like a lot of actors out here I've met, like, it's like, oh, it's like, all right, it's about you. You know, it's like, well, you know, what, you know, I've had people hit me up like, oh, you know, you know how to edit. Can you edit my thing? And then it's like, and then, you know, and then I never talk to them again. And then yeah. like, we're both actors, yet, you know, I'm not as good or cool or didn't fit into whatever the hell we were doing at that particular moment. You know? I understand what that's like. Being so a teacher, like, it sometimes happens to me too. Like, can yeah, I take yeah. you out for coffee or whatever? But, you know, um, yeah, I feel like, you know, um, that does happen. That does, does. happen. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, we're. We, I think it. I think the people I'm drawn to are the people who are like giving, right? So mm-hmm. it's like not what you I can get from you, but what can I give to you? Right, you and know? it is a collaborative, uh, you know, uh, job at the end of the day. It, de- as far it definitely as is giving and taking. You know, yeah. so it is interesting that a lot of actors are so conceited when it yes. is a uh, given a give and take kind of career. I would say, yeah, you know, you know it's yeah. weird and comedians too, right? Comedians but too, yeah, but not everyone's. They there can not be everyone. some wonderful people you, in there. You weed out the people you uh, you know you you decide to work with who you want to work with. I think at the end of the day, I also think it comes from anxiety, right? Like mm-hmm. what we do is so personal, and it's easy right. to take uh, you know just take it so personally and let that get to you and oh, let yeah. that turn you um, bitter and or oh, whatever. Sure, yeah. And I feel like that's probably how I was when I was in a marriage i was like really i was kind of bitter you know what i mean yeah. and I do you was have like, any other asshole stories from uh being married or anything like that did you you want to get into i do i uh well i um anything deeper rather than deeper. The, si- the sibling rivalry i do um yes like uh well, i mean i you know i do stand up about um you know being married and stuff like that mm. but you know i and i still feel like an asshole about that because it was really it happened like so you know we we are not married anymore it, ha- it was like a very dramatic ending like mm. where he like basically left me for one of our 
acting students and it was, right. you know, it was dramatic and, you know, part of me really is still working through all that stuff, yeah, you know, I'm sure, yeah. but like, I, but I know that I wasn't like the best, like I'm coming to terms with like, you know, here's the thing. I have to accept my part in all of this. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't right. a great marriage. I was, you know, we weren't, we weren't like having sex for like a lot, like a lot of it, you know what I mean? Like 17 yeah. years, you know, they're like the last couple of years we weren't. And I, you know, for a big part of that, he was very easygoing and I was such a bitch, you know what I mean? <laughs> really? I was such a bitch. And, um, when, when, you know, he, he, we, I remember after we, uh, I moved out or I was about to move. I think I'd already moved out and I came back and we sat at a table and there was so much like gaslighting and so much like secrecy yeah. and so much, you know, like drama happening. And we sat at a table and we were trying to be civil to each other. And after that, I was like, I know we can't ever really be together without a mediator. You know, we can't just like be civil to each other in a room, which is, right. that's like the, the the hard thing about divorce, right? It's like, this is like your best friend. You thought you were going to be with them forever. You know, like literally I do everything with this person. I create with them. I'm like, you know, they're my partner for life. They're my best friend. We laugh like nobody else laughs with each other. And then this kind of thing happens. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, but you have to, I'm trying to accept it, but I, his, so at the time his, he was like, yes, he was like admitted to, you know, what he had, that he'd been lying to me, blah, 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 blah all this stuff. And then I think this was when I said this and I'm not proud of it. Um, his mother, uh, was, he was like, I have to go take care of my mother because she might have like dementia or Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. Right. And I remember saying to him, I was like, good because (laughs) I said, I said, good because she won't remember you this way. And I was just like, Oh, it's the meanest thing. Like really, yeah, Even it's, though it's everything mean. that happened, it's mean, it was but, but mean. Your, but your uh, emotions are being true to that moment I was, uh, and, and what you you were going yes. through personally. Oh, yeah. I mean, it came from like, but I mean, it. it's like, that's like what I have in me. Do you right. know what I mean? Right. Like to say something like that. And I was like, I said it. And I was just like, damn. And I still feel really bad about it. I still have them. Where were you when you said this? In our In our apartment. Okay. I think. So it wasn't like a public place. No. No. And like my mom, my sister wanted to come with. They were like, we want to, you know, we want to make sure that you're not. They knew that I was was going to get. Was this the end of it? This was the end. This This is the end of the end. And I still really regret that, you know. And I also still kind of regret doing stand up about him, but I'm still doing it. Like, I, you know, I'm still not done working through. That's what feeds the soul. And yeah, you're healing and uh, it's all part of it. And the fact that you said something, I mean, how many of us have all been in the situation where it's like, I really want to say this, but I'm not going to. But you do or you did. and say awful things to each other sometimes. Yeah, sometimes you don't mean them 100%, but part of you does because obviously it was a thought that came out of your mouth at some point. Yeah. And... That's okay, I I think, because it's like it's a way for you to process it and deal with it. Um, I mean, it was really mean. He would never right. say anything like that to me. But right. he did try to get me to stop doing stand-up about him in our divorce settlement. That was a real thing. That so, was in the settlement? He tried to, yeah. Really? Yeah, he That's put an a clause in the... That's I've never never heard of it before. I yeah. haven't either. My lawyer hadn't heard of it either, but so I started doing, working through this and putting stuff all on YouTube and I was like, you know, doing all these Zoom shows. So you didn't, you didn't uh, agree to that clause, I'm guessing. I did not agree to the clause. So I, so a judge 
had to like watch my I'm like he cited certain jokes. And is the judge laughing? <laughs> <laughs> like he's gotta sit there like unbiased. Like, oh. Well it was a she first a she, of all. Sorry, yeah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I was very pleased to find out it was a she because I mean part of the reason As a why, comic you're probably yeah. like, Oh great, one more person I was gets like, to watch oh, myself. Exactly. I was like reach a new audiences, baby. Yeah, we are yeah. reaching some new audiences. Yeah, now never a know judge, who the judge in the, knows, in the family yeah. court district of yeah. Chicago, Illinois <laughs> has seen my act, you right, know? Right. Like <laughs> Yeah. You could say, I performed for Judge Walker. You know, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So, yes, she had, yes, I think she had to watch it and rule on it. Uh-huh. Um, You're so not using his name. No, but I did tell a story about my dad uh, offering to hire a hitman to kill him. Oh, all right. And that was on the internet. Well, so, that, that I think be, that, that was the illegal. joke. Yeah, but, it might be but, illegal. But, but, but that is weird because it's yeah. like, that's a hard totally thing illegal. to rule on because it's like, First of all, it's like we all stretch our material. Like, of you know, something something do. happens, you walk down the street, you you say that's funny, but like what if this this and this happened and yeah. you, you add three things to it. Oh my gosh, I I'm so it, I'm so it's so interesting how many people get confused by that. Like right. they think that you like everything you say is 100% true. Right. And like even yeah, people who are close yeah. to me that I know really well and they know that that thing is like an embellishment or like a joke, right? Right. And, um, you know, I mean, uh, it's based in truth, but like you it's can, based in truth, but you for, for comedy purposes, yeah, you want to take it purposes. to the extreme. Of course of, you do. And people will be like, did that really? And you'd be like, what? No, it's I like, mean, it's like the, the initial idea happened. Yes. And then it got out of control in my mind. You know? Right. Like, so it got it's out of like, control in my mind and I wrote so it like, all does, the way. So, yeah. So yeah. how does a judge really like <laughs> decipher like, oh, this is real. That's not real. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like, well, writing, putting a hit on. So like, yeah. Like, yeah, I could do the same thing. Like, I'm from New Jersey, whatever, you know? Like, yeah. it's like, I'm not really in the mafia, Exactly, you know? so but like, exactly. So, yeah, how yes. does that work? What did they say? Right. And, you know, my dad's also funny, and he's, you know, he's a joker, and he's a weirdo, and mm-hmm. he's such a character, and he's a huge partier burnout dude, hippie dude, who, yeah. you know, drinks a lot. Like, just his name is Ron Party Austin. Come on, you can't take anything <laughs> that Ron Party says oh, seriously. Sounds like a good time. Oh, yeah. he's, the, he's the best. He's the best time, and he'll do anything for you, clearly, right, right. you know? All right, so you didn't you didn't accept the clause. The judge I ruled did not. in your favor. So here's what happened. what happened. He basically said like there was a lot of debt like on our we had a theater school, we had a theater mm-hmm. company, we had like, you know, and I didn't really know about all the debt. And so like he was basically like I will take all the tax debt and all the debt on the business or whatever if you agree to stop doing stand-up comedy so basically it was like half of like 80 it was like something like eight seventy eighty thousand dollars so basically i said and i can't believe i did it too because i was like i said no i will not accept this like i (laughs) i I want you know and so basically i was saying my jokes are worth like forty thousand dollars that's a that's a (laughs) i guess they are right so i'm going i have to at least make $40,000 $40,000 to $50,000 at some point at stand-up comedy because I yeah. said it was worth that. Right, all right. So that's putting a lot out there, you know, these stupid but it's jokes. Also, it's also My like, stupid but jokes it's, are worth 40K. But it's also, a, that's like a freedom of speech uh, exactly. thing. Exactly. Which I don't, exactly. understand. I don't understand how it's you can It's the idea, even, the principle behind it. It's not just the money. Right, I don't understand how you could put that in a clause, really. It's not well, like, it's not like someone, uh, it's not like there was a, 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 a I don't know, like um a murder case or something that you, not yet. I, I can't <laughs> I, I can't talk about this or 
you know, you signed a, a non-disclosure for some kind of product or some shit. I mean, it basically was trying to get me to sign an NDA. Right, Because right. it said, like, you cannot... It, the clause was so ridiculous, too. I mean, it was like, it said you can't do this, 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 this. And then it said, like, listed all these places, like, public performance, blah, blah, blah. And but then it's it like, said if anyone. Not, if you're not using his name... No, I, I mean, and if I might like, have at the time, yeah, right. but now, I mean... But if you just say my ex... Everyone you know, knows who it is who knows me. Right. But for the people here now in LA who <laughs> yeah, don't know you. Exactly. They don't That's know who why I'm is. just coming to a new place. <laughs> right. Nobody knows me. And how's anyone gonna know? I mean, unless you put it on the longer you know, time goes by, no one's gonna know. You'd have to right. like dig so through the media. He was worried, ab- he was worried about out. like you tarnishing his reputation on stage or whatever in Chicago. Yes. Because yes. it is a small big city. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. So I get that. But yeah, but at the same time, it's it's hard for the judge to rule on something like that, I would say. That's true. It was it unless ended up you being, are they like did not, uh, they did not agree Joe to the clause. Blow, whatever his name is, you know. My lawyer thought it was ridiculous. She yeah. had a good laugh. And then, you know, but I you know, you could I mean, theoretically you could get a libel suit or whatever like that. Um Comedian right. in Canada, right, is being sued. Um, but I, but I, I would think as a comedian, there's a way to mask, you know, whoever you're talking about. Um, yes. You know, you just. I say, should probably do better just, at that. You just say my my ex. Yeah. You don't have to say my ex. If you say my ex husband, maybe. But like, if you say my ex, that can be like this guy, this anybody. guy, this guy. Or, yeah. Yeah, I mean, or you just make, or you make it up. You say like my last husband, or my, you know, sure, you whatever. Could do that. One of my husbands. You know, now we know that you're divorced. Right? I Even was that's fully true. prepared to change but as all artist, of the language yeah. if I needed to. So it's like there's loopholes around. It. Yes, I think there are. Right. Which is why I was like, no, I'm not going to agree to that because, like, I mean, and fair enough. Like now, I you should have been like, what are the loopholes? Like, I know, like if right? I like, you should have submitted like text documents. Like here, here is the material that I do about my ex-husband. Right. Here is the alternate version. If I change these words, is this is this a loophole around the clause? Well, now here's and the that thing: I don't owe the money or whatever. You know, these <laughs> these things that happen to us when we fully accept responsibility for them, mm-hmm. like, could totally come back to bite us in the ass. Like, oh, yeah. you know, like my terrible, like how hor- horrible of a wife I was. Like, I was not a good wife. I was a really good wife. I didn't really have sex with him a lot. I never made a meal. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Washed his clothes. We didn't do, I didn't do any of that. I was like, no. Exactly. Right. Never, the thought never even crossed my mind. Right. Right. But like, so, you know, it all comes home to roost. So the clause was for both of us, not just for me. He's also a writer and a playwright. So, you know, he could totally. So he couldn't go write a play. He could. Uh, He could. Because the clause is not. Not for him. Not valid anymore. Not it valid. was for both of us. It was like a catch-all clause. Okay. I mean, it was so he certainly can't, directed he can't, at me. He can't write a but play he wasn't, he called... Uh, he can. Summer... Yes. Uh, my... My, uh, my bitch my summer in fucking hell, wife, Summer, who made my life hell. Summer Austin is her name. He could put that play out there in the world. Right, and, right. Yes. So I'm, I'm prepared. It's very specific uh, audience. <laughs> I am fully prepared and bracing for the fact that day may come. And uh-huh. you know what? He is completely entitled to do that right and you guys don't speak anymore we don't i mean i you know again he holds a place in my heart do you know what i mean yeah. like and i have him still blocked on social media mm-hmm. although he's a subscriber to my youtube channel which is how he found all those videos but right. um i think i you can't see them you can't see right, your right. subscribers and you can't get rid of them mm-hmm. so he was probably one of the first ones and right, like right. when i had three 
and now I don't even have a hundred. Anyone but can I still make, like, people make up <laughs> screen names and emails all of the time. Course, there's no way. There's really no it. way to like stop anyone. No, from following he might you. hear this. You know, I. That's the thing too. It's like you know, you have to know that if you're a stand up and you talk about people in your life, that there is a definite possibility oh, yeah. that they will hear it. I mean, at some point. That's what I struggle with a lot. Like even oh, yeah. even doing this podcast. Oh my it's god! Like, it's like you know. Now like, you're so, everywhere. Well, especially yeah. the. Well, we're not every. Well, we are, but I don't know if anyone's listening. But um, <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but no. Like even like yeah like doing like the weekly show like giving opinions on news stories mm-hmm. it's like you know I, part of me is like oh I, you know and especially during this this era of like you better, hope you don't you get be- canceled you, yeah you don't want to get canceled I and know. it's like but part of me was like you know what like I don't have anything to lose right now right now you ha- don't but I don't have you anything get, to gain that's the thing <laughs> if you get famous or you know somebody gets like some you know then they right. go you know then but if I was everything a- that you've done. And I'm there's a lot of jokes I'm not proud of, you know. Right, I'm sure right, there's right. a lot of tweets. Oh, oh my yeah. god! But it's almost it's almost like if you were an actor on a hit show mm-hmm. and then you decided to do a podcast like this called "I'm an Asshole." It's like yeah. uh, NBC is like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like you can't do it, you know. Or you got to think right. five times about it, you, you know. Do. Whereas like more money, more I don't I don't have tag. anything to lose, <laughs> so don't. I have Neither this show. I. Neither do you. So it's yeah. like. Why, like, if anything, I have something to gain as far as, like, oh, we like this show. Here, you know, here's this right. or whatever. You know, rather, you can't take anything away from me. You only give me something. That's right. Point. So remember this time when we were struggling, okay? <laughs> exactly. Looking back on it. Give me right? something. We- <laughs> give me something to take away one day. That's exactly. what I said. <laughs> If we break through, just remember we could. There was a time when we could say what we wanted to say, right. and there were no repercussions because nobody was paying right. any attention. I'm gonna have a except clause a few set enemies. You can't, <laughs> you can't say this or that. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. Well, those are great stories. Um, you know, you really, uh, you really put yourself out there today, Summer. I'll, I'll say Thank that. Thank you, Doug. You know? Well, um, I feel comfortable admitting these things, these not so nice parts of my personality hey, with you. We all have them. Um, you know, I appreciate you coming on and talking about these these gems, these asshole gem moments in your life um, that, uh, you know, you may not be proud of, but it's a part of who you are now. Yes, it is. Um, so, uh, you know, you really put yourself out there. And uh, the way we end this show is by everyone saying their name and then saying that they're an asshole. So the floor is yours. Okay, here we go. I'm Summer Austin, and I'm an asshole. There you go, folks. Summer Austin, and she is an asshole. She has redeemed herself by coming on the show today. Thank you, Summer. Um, So uh, we can uh, see you uh, teaching at Anthony... Mindell. Oh yeah. So, um, well, you know, uh, I guess you could just check out my Instagram, uh, Summer Austin, S O M M E R A U S T I N, like Texas. Summer mm-hmm. with an O, Austin, like Texas. Um, and you know, if I'm doing shows or teaching, usually it's on there. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. And are you doing any uh, Zoom shows coming up? Doing or? a Zoom show tomorrow, and I tomorrow. do occasionally with that family air, and friends. This will air this after will tomorrow. Air after tomorrow. So they won't so. be able to see that. So, but look for her on her Facebook, yeah. or Zoom shows, Instagrams. When will it air? <sighs> Probably in two weeks. Two weeks. I, re- I record okay. these like, like out. Because I'm always That's like, fine. I'm always like, look. If I get lazy one week, oh, at least I have. At least I have work. a couple. Uh, things in the in the bank you know okay I mean? <laughs> i've got two that are recurring all right if you want right. to hear them okay so i'm uh, a recurring cast member on this comedy uh game show called wise kraken 
Um, it's very fun with my friends in Chicago, a bunch of comedy. It's an actual game show. So what we do is we play a customized version of Quiplash, which is, yeah, 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 Jackbox games. Yeah. And it's customized by our writer's room. We have a team of writers that Mm. do the, and we have like bits in between and things like that. So if you ever would like to be on it sometime, let me know. I love game shows. Great fun. Yeah. It's great fun. Um, and so I'll, I'm there almost every Friday and it's wisecracken.com and you can stream for free. You don't have to log into a zoom room. Cool. And then the other show that i co-produce which is the go-go show it's a um it's a comedy showcase i produce it with my uh, comedy partner Anna lucero and it's been running for like now 10 years i think um Sweet. and it's for um women nine non-binary comics um and uh it's it's basically about once a month and now we are virtual and you can see that at um the the lincolnloft.com so the the has to be in there the lincolnloft the lincolnloft.com that's based out of chicago it's based out of chicago but we now that we have the virtual show we can have comics from do all it, over the you place you do it anywhere yeah yeah so the next yeah. one for that is going to be um march 20th very cool yeah all right well summer austin um, you can catch her on Instagram. Did you plug your Instagram already? Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Instagram. I'm trying to remember everything. Sorry. All right. Summer Austin, thank you for coming on the show. Um, she redeemed herself today. Check her out on all social media. Uh, and remember, folks, uh, don't be an asshole. But if you are, talk about it and laugh about it. My name's Doug Bass. Follow us on Apple Podcasts and the YouTube channel is at Doug Bass Comedy. We'll see you next time. Bye.